Hey folks, I'm here today to tell you about Visible. Something unfortunate about wireless services, what you see isn't always what you get. But with Visible, what you see is what you get. No perception check required. Switch to Visible, the wireless company that makes wireless visible. Get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon for just $25 a month, taxes and fees included. If you're looking for a carrier that is upfront with no hidden fees, then go to Visible.com to make the switch. You don't need more than one line of wireless to save, and you're going to be getting unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. Visible is the wireless carrier that's constantly operating from a zone of truth. In their quest for total transparency, Visible wants you to know the monthly rate on the Visible plan. For data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. Save on wireless without the hassle. Switch to Visible today and save at Visible.com. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. This recording may contain content unsuitable for children. Hey everybody, and welcome to the Dungeon Cast. I'm Will. And I'm Brian. This is the podcast where we talk about everything Dungeons and Dragons, from dangerous deities to damnable devils. And today, the clerics get in a class breakdown. That's right. Prepare yourselves. I cast Fireball. I charge the door. All right, go ahead and roll a strength check for me. 19. Ooh, nice. Yeah, you smash through that door, no problem. <sighs> um, your momentum carries you into the dark chamber. <sighs> well, I guess we should follow him. You enter the vast chamber and are immediately assaulted with the stench of death and decay a thousand years past. Gross. All right, guys, I'm going to cast light with my holy symbol. Uh, You forgetting something? <clears throat> I cast light with my holy symbol. All right, Corbin, uh, the light from your symbol illuminates your path, but beyond something massive stirs in the darkness. And from it, a great skeletal form of a dragon zombie emerges. Oh, shit. A conjuring by the dark wizard Teruptus to guard his tomb. This necrotic beast rushes into attack. I charge the beast with my great axe drawn. Okay, roll AC. Damn, a sick. Ouch. Yeah, you miss. Uh, the dragon zombie strikes you with a mighty sweep of its claw. You're hurled across the chamber and into the wall. Go ahead and take 32 damage. Oh man, I'm not looking good here. I got this. I want to roll into the monster to gain flanking advantage. All right, I'm going to need an acrobatics check for that. Oh, shit. Critical fail. Okay, as you attempt to skirt past the dragon, uh, you're tripped up by ancient debris you failed to notice. You lie prone beneath the dragon. You can feel the gaze of its eyeless holes fall upon you. Uh, Corbin, your turn. Heal me, cleric. You can't do this alone. Hey, I went prone. Come help me up. All right, guys, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to step forward. I'm going to grab the sun symbol of Pelor to my chest. I'm going to face that dragon zombie bitch, and with righteous wrath upon my face, 
I cast Banishment. Ooh, nice, nice. Yeah, go ahead and cast that. By the power of Pilor the Ever-Shining, by his divine golden light bestowed upon me, I invoke his name and enforce his will. Speak on, monster! I adore you back from the nether realm from whence you came. Dude, that was awesome. Am I ready to do a podcast about clerics right now? I guess we're going to find out. Okay, well, hey, Will, why don't you go ahead and tell me uh, what what the fuck is a cleric? Okay, so clerics are an interesting class in D&D, and the final class of the four core classes of the game. Now, the four core classes of the game are classes that go all the way back to the beginning, which they are the fighter, the wizard, the rogue, and the cleric. Um, The cleric is also going to be the first divine class that we cover. Now, in D&D, there are, of course... Uh, a pantheon of deities, if you will, depending on the setting that you're in. Yeah, we haven't and, really gotten into that yet. Yeah, we huh? really we really haven't talked too much about it. Um, and, and the pantheon will, again, vary from setting to setting. Um, and of all the classes in the game, you can, of course, worship a deity if you choose. Um, the cleric's the only class that absolutely requires that you worship a deity because that's where you're getting all your spellcasting and your abilities from. While the wizard understands the arcane and um, through his intelligence and study uh, can manipulate uh, magics to do what he wills, the cleric actually is a pious character that um, through the followings and teachings of his or her religion can um, be bestowed spells by their god. Okay. Um, yeah, that's pretty sweet. So, so uh, the thing about the cleric is the cleric is a priest, and the cleric class is actually from what I was reading, um, based off the Knights Templar from way back in the day, mm-hmm. like uh, holy warriors, if you will, like missionaries and stuff yeah, like that. missionaries and whatnot. And it's actually kind of interesting because I've seen I've seen some iterations of the cleric or priest where you picture like a a robed figure, almost like a wizard in cloth, uh, going around like preaching the word and maybe casting like holy healing spells and whatnot. Right. Um, so clerics are healers. They are primarily. healers. They can be primarily. I would say they're definitely like geared towards that. And in the past, it's definitely. Um, that's what they're known as. Like yeah, it, it was said, like in previous to fourth uh, edition D anD D, like if you were a cleric, you were basically the party's heal bot. Yeah, it seems that way. Like the fighter has a function. Uh, you know, you can take hits, so you probably want to be up front, do some steady damage. Uh, casters are going to be standing in the back usually. Usually, usually. So the, the cleric, cleric's usually probably going to be healing, right? Kinda, yes. Um, here's the thing about the cleric. The cleric is actually interesting when it comes to uh. uh uh, what we call full casters in the game because um, uh, they gain as many um, spell slots and whatnot as like say a wizard which is another full caster but they also gain a lot of them will gain the proficiencies in heavy armor and even some military weapons and they'll be out there front lining it with the fighters they won't be dealing as much damage but they'll be going toe to toe with beasts that's pretty badass which, are they are clerics squishy like do they have good con they're really middle of the road um, you can make a cleric pretty tanky Okay. But um, the cleric, you can kind of go either way with it. It's pretty versatile. Um, and again, that dates back to the whole Knights Templar thing, because those dudes were warriors a lot of the time, especially during like the Crusades. Yeah. Um, later on, 
um, D and D had a more defined class that was like the the Holy Warrior, which was the Paladin. Okay, and sometimes it can kind of get a little confusing. Like, what is the difference between the cleric and Paladin? Uh, is it just flavor? Um, it's definitely mechanics, but we'll get into that later in the Paladin episode. So, um, so yeah, clerics can be tanky, but they can be squishy and in the background too. It depends on how you build it. Right. Okay. Um, so you can have you can have a cleric that's like going to heal. You can have a cleric that's going to get in people's faces. Exactly. And probably, I would assume anywhere in between. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, that's and pretty like, sweet. And like, it kind of begs the question: like, well, I don't get it. If clerics are full time casters um, that can also wear heavy armor and military weapons, like, does that not make them inherently more powerful than the wizard who can't do any of those things? Like, they're a full caster, but they're stuck in that cloth armor. Yeah, and it's actually very detrimental for them to be wearing heavy armor because it it messes with their spell casting ability. Yeah, and it um, slows your movement down when you wear heavy yeah. armor, right? Oh uh, yeah, that too. Uh, and the answer is no, it doesn't because uh, the cleric though does though it does get some damaging spells and like the ability to blow some stuff up. Like it's nowhere near the same level as a sorcerer or a wizard with their evocation spells and their just, just harnessing elemental powers and blowing shit up. Yeah, but it's cool. Like you can defend yourself or like if you need to attack, it sounds like you can do that. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. You'll be holding a weapon probably as a cleric. Yeah. Like if you were a war domain cleric, which we'll get into the domains momentarily, like, yeah, you're going to do a lot more focus on uh, weapons and damage than, say, a light cleric or a life cleric. Okay. Um, and and yeah, so that's that's where it offsets what you would be deemed as overpowered is um, a lot of the cleric spells are um, focused on healing, focused on buffing your party, focused on maybe even debuffing the enemy. Well, that's cool. I yeah. like that. But then there's plenty of powers that just like radiant laser beam oh. and just annihilate everything. Like there, there's stuff out there like that. So you do you do get a little bit of both, but it definitely um leans more towards the support supporting role for the party. Buffing the um, party is pretty sweet. Yeah, um, absolutely. Debuffing the enemy, like what would you do? Would you Um it would be status just, conditions or something? Um yeah, it would be some status conditions like blinding. I know there there's some blinding stuff that you can do with radiant light. I know there's some crossover, um, like Thunderwave is like a, one of yeah, the spells. There's and a lot like of spell that. crossovers with when it comes to spell casting classes. There's gonna be spells where you can deafen, there's gonna be spells where you can cause fear. That's a oh, that's sweet. something that I like composing fear. That's that's really good. Yeah, definitely. Um, where the cleric like super shines though, when it comes to like the damage output, is fucking up the undead and fucking up like fiends and demons and devils and stuff. So I the, mean, because you're holy and the you're things gonna... on the opposite side of the pantheon. Exactly, the okay. things on the opposite side of the alignment chart are going to get fucked up by some of your spells and your channel divinities, which we'll get into in a moment. I would imagine in some campaigns there's a lot more undead stuff than in other campaigns. Yeah, so it's true. Like the setting is important to whether is... your cleric's going to be super useful or not uh when it comes to the damage output yeah, yeah. yeah. your cleric's always going to be useful though like do not fear that yeah um what was i going to say oh when it comes to so we, we we were talking a little bit about how as a cleric you can get into the heavy armors and the military weapons and whatnot and some things have changed um over the course of addition to addition but one of the interesting things i i was reading about when it came to like the original edition of D&D is clerics no matter what domain or or paths they took one of the things they were never allowed to do was uh use weapons that were bladed oh okay which i thought was interesting it was supposed to anything with like an edge anything with an edge so an axe axe, swords spears none of those no arrows and it's because of that that uh to this day one of the most uh like um tropish i guess you could say weapons for a uh, cleric to use is a mace 
I always oh, kind of yeah, wondered okay. where that came from. It actually comes from the original D&D. They, had, they, oh, couldn't, sweet. they couldn't use bladed weapons, and they weren't really using two-handed weapons, so they were using one-handed like hammers and maces. And uh, That's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. Mace so, will fuck somebody up. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Or, or a flail. Like, <laughs> oh, shit. A triple-headed flail will fuck someone's life up. Um, so, yeah, I thought that was, that was an interesting bit. Um, so clerics kind of ride this line between being... Uh, peaceful priests uh-huh. who are spreading the word of their deity and casting healing spells to frontliners wielding, you know, bludgeoning weapons and going toe to toe with demons and stuff. <laughs> they flip the switch. They'll yeah. be super nice in town, and then they'll see some fucking bad guys and yeah. fucking tear them yeah, up. Yeah, they're ready to smite some evil. Although <laughs> like, they have don't heard s- the word of my god, blah 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 blah, <laughs> exactly. and then fucking a zombie walks into town, they freak the fuck out. They're gonna banish shit immediately. Exactly. No, no. Yeah, no, no having that. Um, <laughs> Um, so, uh, so clerics are pretty damn versatile. I mean, in that regard, but also in their domain. So let, let's, we'll, we'll get dive into the mechanics here in a, in a bit, but I want to talk a little bit about deities. So okay. in the world of D and D, um, deities have what is called a portfolio, which is a really bizarre word for the, basically things in the universe that they preside over, like, uh, aspects, if you will. Um, okay, I, I, I follow you. Yeah, so like uh, we'll we'll use uh, uh, Palor, the uh, the god of the sun in the classical D and D pantheon. And there it and is, right? God of the sun. God of the sun. Yeah, and and light right. is one of his domains. Okay. Uh, on average, most deities have three, so I think his are like light, life, and summer, or something like that. Okay. Um, it, it kind of go. It varies a little bit from edition to edition because some domains will have will will exist. Well, others don't. Like, I think uh, in 5th edition right now, we only have, like, seven or eight domains. Okay. But the domain that you take has to be one that falls into the portfolio of the deity that you worship. Okay. So, basically, as a cleric, you've chosen to um, represent or specialize in a specific aspect of your deity. Um, and uh, it will heavily define the abilities and powers and things that you can do, uh, depending on the domain that you choose. Sweet. So I don't know. You got any questions? You you probably have very limited uh, context and and uh, the pantheons. The pantheons are probably like my weakest area. Like right. I have, I don't run characters that are like. I'm not a particularly religious person. Mm-hmm. I have studied, but um, like as far as D and D, I like the idea of the gods. They're they're pretty cool. I like uh I like how they're kind of uh, sectioned off like into that portfolio system where they they have domain over like you know there's a god of the forest and nature and mm-hmm. shit like that. Yeah, and um. I like uh, that's like if you're a cleric that draws power from those things, that seems pretty cool. Um, but for uh, for the pantheon, um, I guess my main question is: Are all the gods uh, good? Oh hell no! Yeah. Oh hell no! No no no! <laughs> um, in D anD D, like you have the alignment chart which exists, and right. gods fall anywhere in that alignment chart. And there's a lot of evil deities. Okay. And as a cleric, you can worship those deities. So um, um, what would a cleric that you uh, based off of a an evil deity, like mm-hmm. what would they be like in a town setting, like trying to get people to get in on that? Like, would it be more culty, like kind of HP Lovecraft? I think it would have to be more culty. I mean, okay, getting into the HP Lovecraft stuff, you start to actually uh, move away from like the cleric and start getting into like warlock territory. Okay, because they Necromancy. are they are not deities; they are something else entirely, and they're usually something that the deities themselves fear. Oh, okay. Um, they're not into that. Yeah. That, that, well, um, 
what's the fucking plane called that all that shit is uh, the, the far realm, the far realm. Yeah, which is just a word for like stuff so far out there we don't even know where it comes from yeah the beholder lives there <laughs> yeah and a lot of other Fuck things that. yeah a lot of things a lot all of weird eyeballs. freaky fucked up things come from there i showed somebody that doesn't play D a picture of the beholder and they're like what the fuck it shoots beams out of its eyes yes it does can they see out of all these eyes yes they can yeah and i was like yup <laughs> it's scary huh that'll be a, that'll be a fun episode read some lovecraft the it's beholder. fucking wild oh hell yes it is okay so um so yeah, I guess it would be more culty. I think I think when it comes to um to evil deities, like they they would uh probably have to like um recruit via maybe a little bit of trickery, maybe a little blackmail, maybe oh, like trick or pe- maybe they just um they don't give all the details. Yeah, yeah, maybe they do that or maybe they just uh What's the word? They um... oh, did I not tell you about the blood sacrifice? My bad. <laughs> but yeah, you're gonna exactly. have to you're gonna have to do that right now. Here's a here's a knife, and they're gonna hold something over your head, so no, yeah. you have to do yeah, it. Yeah, you're gonna have to do that right now. So basically, Scientology. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, no. um, or or maybe they'll just uh, what's what's the word I'm looking for? They'll they'll uh, appeal to certain evil people's darker nature. Maybe people are into that. Obviously, yeah. there probably will be in D and D. Um, D and D's interesting because like it, it's a world where like the gods exist and everyone fucking knows it and right. it's made very fucking clear and there's no question. Yeah, I think I it, yeah. is it in Player's Handbook or the Dungeon Master's Guide mm-hmm. that I was reading where it's like the gods are real. It's yeah. like a paragraph. Yeah, it's a thing like that cleric exists and they will call down the wrath of their deity and like and they will lose their power if they don't worship their deity or if they go against their deity. Like, right, it's a real thing and everyone knows it. There's no denying it. Pretty important to stay in character with a cleric, huh? Oh uh, yeah, I would say so. I think um, I love clerics and I love paladins even more. But I, I I like the religious characters, and I know I notice a lot of people do not like to roll religious characters, especially when they're first starting with the game. I think just the religious connotation they just kind of like. I think as I mean we're American, so I think there's a lot of negativity when it comes to religion in our political. Uh, yeah, there's some stigma you know, that there's always with stigma it. Like with people it, yeah. being called Bible thumpers and stuff. Like yeah, that. and yeah. and I think people like they hear religious, they think of all that stuff, and they just they don't want anything to do with it. Yeah, some people just, some people are really into it, and there's I know a lot of good people that that worship and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, it, that's not even a question. I think it's just in the the, it's in the culture in the culture. Yeah, exactly. There's some stigma, and I think people just want to stay away from the the religious aspect of it. But I find rolling religious characters a lot of fun because it actually gives you kind of some guidance. And you can pigeon. I don't want to use the word pigeonhole, but you can put yourself in like, well, I want my guy to worship uh, a deity of. Uh, well, you just go with war, like. So you've kind of like you got a guidelines for how your character is going to act now. Yeah, and it can actually be an easy way for new people to start role playing. I think Glader is um, a good example of um, yes staying in line with like. So he he's all about justice. So he yeah. worships Valthonis yeah. and just everything that this guy does, smiting evil. If it's, you kill a bad guy, you are in line with your god right now. Exactly, and he he really really wants to personify justice, oh, almost yeah. to the point where it's like vengeance or avenging. I'm like, geez, dude. Yeah, like, it's a little excessive, zealous, but which, I think it's really which cool. works because uh, paladins are very zealous. Okay. Um, um, even more zealous than than clerics. Sometimes it it can kind of go either way. Okay, but um. But yeah, so uh, so deities exist; they're real, and the clerics are kind of here to um, spread the word mm-hmm. and 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 do whatever is in line with their god's overall mission. Right. So the um, deities in in D anD D, the standard deities are mm-hmm. are they seem kind of like Greco Roman based, like with the way they are. D anD D is known for pulling their shit from everywhere. Okay, like, everywhere. 
Um, and like honestly, some some of their deities are so just well defined and so ingrained in in the game that is D anD D that like they are comp- they've been completely um um what's the word I'm looking for? They've been completely defined like that's a D and D God now, like wherever it came ah, from is irrelevant at this point. Yeah. And, it's, um, it's more, well, like, I wouldn't say, uh, I'll, I wouldn't I'll, say irrelevant, but uh, maybe, maybe just like this, it's more identifiable as yeah. a D and D God than anything else. Yeah. Like, and in, I'll, I'll use uh Tiamat and Bahamut as the main two. Um, Tiamat and Bahamut are both like, I think the, the, the names and the ideas behind the gods originate from old, uh, Mesopotamia. Okay. And like at this point, like the amount of lore when it comes to Tiamat, the Dragon Queen, and Bahamut, the Platinum Dragon, like, uh, like those, they're so far removed from whatever they were. And there's just, they're so original now. Like they're just DD gods as far as I'm concerned. Okay. So they, although they, you do see like Bahamut and Tiamat in things like Final Fantasy. Yeah. But uh, sometimes they'll be more based off the Mesopotamia type stuff. I like Bahamut's uh, giant laser beam. That yes. shit's fucking yes. awesome. Yes, Mega Flare is <laughs> brutal as shit. Um, but yeah, so yeah, cleric, clerics are locked in. Oh, shit. Just start that line over. Clerics are kind of locked in. So clerics are locked into to worshiping a deity, and it's going to define everything about themselves. So I guess we'll, we'll dive into the mechanics. Cool. So level one, um, we'll start with the with the hit dice. Uh, clerics fall in the same category as rogues, like not as high, not as much HP as a fighter, but definitely more HP than a caster like a wizard or sorcerer. So a okay. D eight um, can take some hits. You're going to be automatically proficient in light armor, medium armor, and shields, and all simple weapons. So a little bit, of, a little bit more defensive. Okay. Then offensive there with those weapon and armor proficiencies. Simple weapons. What what are more? What's a more simple weapon? Um, short sword. Uh, I think short sword falls into that. Um, the martial weapons are more advanced. Yeah, weaponry, exactly. Right? Okay. Um, I, it's gonna be like mace. I think maybe the short bow. Um, yeah, not crossbow, right? Is that? I don't think so. I, I mean, we got the book here. We could go look, but okay. uh, but yeah, it's gonna be just like a club. A club, a club is a simple weapon. Um, a dagger is a simple it. weapon. Okay. Um, so yeah, it's going to be all simple weapons. Okay. Um, but when you pick your domain, it's actually going to change up your proficiencies. If you choose war domain, you'll get other proficiencies, and we'll go over that. Okay. Um, in a minute, uh, th- your saving throws are in wisdom and charisma, and this is okay. So when it comes to um, religion and your knowledge of the divine it's based off your wisdom in this game okay um it's it's based off your intuition and your like your in tuneness with your deity okay and so that's reflected in your spell casting ability for the cleric is going to going to be your wisdom so as a cleric you're going to want high wisdom because you're going to cast like when you cast stuff it's like through prayer right like you're going to yes. have a lot of verbal stuff where yes. you like call to your god for that power exactly okay. um one cool thing about fourth edition was all the power sources were defined and divided so like when you were a cleric your powers were called prayers okay when you were uh, a wizard your powers were called spells okay when you were a druid i think your powers were called evocations okay and uh i just kind of liked 
I like mostly the idea that like these spells aren't spells; they're prayers that you can pray and something happens. Yes, yeah, it's, it's a little different from magic. Exactly. No, it looks like magic. Exactly. In this game and in all other uh, iterations of D anD D, they're all just called spells. Okay. And I kind of liked the classification difference. I just yeah. liked it. It I implies it cool. more divinity. Exactly. Yeah. But uh, but yeah. So your spells are going to be based off your wisdom score, and you're also going to be proficient in wisdom saving throws. Okay. Which is a pretty good saving throw to be proficient in. Also charisma. Which makes sense because I feel like you'll have a reinforced strength of personality as a cleric because you have to be resolute in your faith. Right. I feel like a lot of that comes from charisma and your your strength of will and personality. Yeah. If your wisdom, if your um, if your alignment with your god like starts to fall away, you mm-hmm. get less powerful. Right. Is that how it works? I mean, there there's nothing mechanical for that, but yeah, theoretically, that's like, how yeah. it happened. And like a fallen cleric might just completely lose all their divine powers you'd have to do something pretty fucked up now you're just you know? like a club wielding dude yeah exactly <laughs> now you just suck because <laughs> like, you're not a fighter no but uh but yeah so uh so yeah that's that's uh the saving throws uh wisdom and charisma uh you're gonna be able to choose two skills from this list history insight medicine persuasion and religion so um you know like some of it is is a little brainy but most of the most of it is like just really like insightful kind of stuff really um what's the word i'm looking for like uh what's the what's the the zen that that buddha has reached he's very enlightened enlightened yeah much like enlightened stuff stuff yeah that, like, like if you're medicine a, if you're a cleric and, and you're dev- devout you're obviously studied you have to be studied at least a little bit in like what your god is interested exactly. in exactly so, so you can you can like you're basically the mortal uh, you're carrying out the will of that of mm-hmm. that deity, exactly. So you want to be studied and know like what you're supposed to do to do that, exactly. And like so, like things like medicine and insight, history makes sense because you're going to know the history of your own religion and probably the history of other religions that you both maybe like and really don't like. Yeah, the, the gods um, they have yeah. alliances and they have yeah. rivalries. Yeah, and like, like a sister goddess or like something mm-hmm. like that, where yeah. you could technically like, oh, it's like I worship you, but I don't worship you, even like, though we're kind of in line a little bit. Yeah, it's like having it's like it's like you would consider people who worship like uh, a deity that's allies with your deity almost like a cousin, like. It's like, oh, I have total respect for your dad, but he's not my dad. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, You guys are cool and we can be friends, but like, I don't do that. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Exactly. And you might work together against other evils and stuff or or other goods if you're on the evil side of things. So, yeah, like and then, of course, religion, like you are religious, like not being able to be skilled in religion would be dumb. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Handicap yourself like that. Yeah. The second thing you get at level one is the most defining thing about a cleric. And it's actually interesting because... um, most classes, when it comes to like their archetype, mm-hmm. it's not as front loaded as the cleric is. Usually, you have to get to level three um, okay. to kind of start to specialize. And the reason for that, I think, mechanically, is they don't want people trying to multiclass into everything and get all the cool bits and bobs of other classes. Yeah, you got to really dedicate to get three levels if you're Ex- multiclassing. Exactly. You have to pay the price to get there. Cleric is front loaded as shit. You get your domain. At the like at the door level one, and because of it, a lot of people will multi class cleric. Ah. Uh, Thanic did it. Yep, yeah, and it's it, working out pretty and good. It works out. Yeah, exactly. And we need the heels. So we'll uh, we'll go over uh, uh, the domains. Oh yeah. Also, uh, before we move on from spell casting, you get ritual casting, which we went over with the wizard, and that just means that there are certain spells that count as rituals. 
Um, they and don't take spell slots. They don't take spell slots to cast if you cast them as a ritual. It just the the take back from that is the drawback is uh, it takes like an hour or ten minutes or something like that ah. versus however long it would have taken otherwise. Basically, you can't do it in combat. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. If you or like in a stressful situation, yeah, like out of combat, time constraints. And yeah. Whatnot. Exactly. Yeah. So you need the time to do it, but it's free. Like mm-hmm. other than the time you spent. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So uh let's let's go over the domains here. Um so the domains here listed in the player's handbook are the knowledge domain, the life domain, the light domain, the nature domain, the tempest domain, and the war domain. Oh, and also the trickery domain. Trickery. That's yeah, interesting. Trickery. Those are all the domains that you can pick from the player's handbook. There are a few more out now in other books, but we'll go over those another time. Okay. And uh, uh, Do you mean like Volos? Um, no, not Volos. Uh, so the Swords Coast Adventurer Guide has, uh, I think, just one more extra domain, and then the Unearthed Arcanas have come up with like four oh, or five yeah. extra domains. Those but, keep coming out, too. Yeah, so exactly. We'll get to that eventually. Eventually. And, and I'd, I wouldn't. I want to touch on that more when it's official. Right. Because the Unearthed Arcana stuff is just like playtesting. Yeah, it's basically speculation at this yeah. point. What's really going to be mm-hmm. uh, concreted and what's not. Exactly. So... Um, I don't know which uh which domain do you want to hear about first? Tell me about trickery because I that didn't even like it's an interesting one for cuz that's more on the evil darker mm. it sounds like it anyway like tr- trickery isn't something no one likes getting tricked, right? True. Um and, and it could be. Like there are evil deities that have that domain. Uh, the main deity I think of when I think of the trickery domain is the moon goddess, whether it, depending on your setting it's either like Sehanin or Saloon from Forgotten Realms or in my world the goddess Nyx. Yeah. Um and uh it's it's more about like illusion and trickery for the for for the good, uh-huh. like uh, tricking foes and and whatnot. Oh, I see. Yeah. Like uh, illusion. It's magic. more like misch- mischievousness, not necessarily evil. Okay, it can it can really ride that neutral line? I see. So, so it's um, more like a, a applying like um, I don't know. I'm thinking of combat um, for trickery. Like, oh, I'm going to trick my opponent. You know, yeah, and to, so I can defeat them. And you will get you will get like some mechanical stuff that you can do like that in in battles, like making illusory doppelgangers and stuff to that's, like that's mislead cool. stuff. It's it's pretty cool. Doesn't Thanic do that where he makes like four copies of himself? He does. And they run around. He does. I do not know what spell that is. But I forgot. It's too. a pretty cool spell. Yeah, and it saves his life. I like when the minis come out. Yeah, it's cool. <laughs> like, oh, you got five Thanics on the guys. field. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty cool. There are they, we just doubled in numbers, but not really. Let's see. This is what this is what it says here in the uh, player's handbook when it comes to trickery domain. Domain uh, uh, people with the trickery domain. They're patron uh, patrons of thieves, scoundrels, gamblers, rebels, and liberators. Their clerics are a disruptive force in the world, puncturing pride, mocking tyrants, stealing from the rich, freeing captives, and flouting hollow traditions. They prefer subterfuge, pranks, deception, and theft rather than direct confrontation. Okay. So it's like, um, that's a pretty interesting take on a religious person. Like, yeah. Like, there's zealous in their own chaotic way. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. I mean, you can run that in a lot really of different ways. Yeah. Um, so when you, when you choose a domain, uh, there are certain things that it does for you as a cleric. Um, you're going to get what are called domain spells, which are spells that you have, as long as you are the appropriate level, prepared no matter what. Okay. You don't have to spend time preparing them. They're just auto-prepared. You can cast them whenever. That's pretty sweet. Uh, and it's going to be things... So, so, like, for the trickery domain, it's going to be, like, charm person, disguise self, mirror image, pass without a trace, blink, dispel magic, 
dimension door polymorph again like altering the real that's like, so interesting illusion. i never thought like a cleric I, I never had that in mind mm-hmm. for for somebody like that clerics are incredibly versatile and i think they get passed over a lot by people who just instantly disregard them oh yeah they're i don't want to heal that's boring exactly or whatever clerics can do a whole lot more than heal nowadays man like clerics I, are I fun i don't like hearing that when people are like oh i don't want to be a fighter that sounds boring like yeah dude i'm running the fighter and it's so much fun though exactly like, of course i want to cast spells yeah. but like i like i don't know it's, yeah. it's just like there's there's all these like little mini stigmas in the game mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. i don't know dude oh, yeah. you just gotta like try this stuff out you yeah know, you never yeah. know Oh, um, the Barbarian's a good one. I I used to hate that class, so that was stupid, uh, until I ran one. And I was like, oh, this is awesome. Like, Barbarian's are dope. I, um, the, the, what keeps me away from it is the exhaustion, but, like... Oh, that's only the one yeah, branch, one. and only if you choose to use the frenzy. So, yeah. Yeah. Selling a little, or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify is great. They're taking businesses of all sizes, cradling them in their arms, to help them grow by giving them the tools they need. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S., and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success at every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash dungeoncast, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash dungeoncast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash dungeoncast. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz and how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts. Hey everybody, this is Will, and I just want to thank you guys for listening and all your support. We really appreciate it. And to start this month off, I'd like to do a big shout out to our fan and friend DM Red Fox, who can be found at Castle Red Fox. Um, he's getting the shout out for tweeting out about the show, and he's been showing a lot of support. And I got to say thank you, man. Thank you for the comments and the likes and uh, for, for the words of kindness and support that you've given us. Yeah, it's um, really nice to hear that. Uh, thank you very much. We, we work hard on the show and we really appreciate that you guys are enjoying it. 
Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, you know, every little bit helps. Every little bit helps me um, get pumped about about doing this, about recording the show. And uh, DM Red Fox asked us actually to read this out loud. He wanted this uh, Ooh, nice. to be sent out to our listeners. And it was just some words of wisdom from our buddy DM Ooh. Red Fox. Um, and he wanted us to say, remember, no player is perfect. No DM is actually divine. Grow and learn from each other and let your imagination shine. And oh. he, he told me that that is a DM Red Fox original. That's so. clever. I like it. <laughs> yeah. Good so, advice. So thanks for listening, uh, DM Red Fox. Thanks for all your support. And uh, yeah, man. We appreciate you. You're awesome. Um, and thanks for everybody else who gave the show a listen, uh, making it this far. We really appreciate it. Um, you can go ahead and tweet at us. Uh, we're at the Dungeon Cast. Uh, you can send us an email. Uh, we're at the Dungeon Cast at gmail.com. Um, we're on YouTube. Just go ahead and search the Dungeon Cast. You'll see us there. Um, we really appreciate all the support and all the feedback everybody's been giving us. The show's starting to pick up some traction. And, uh, man, it, it's been a good time. Yeah, absolutely. It's been a blast. And if you're listening on YouTube, um, because of the new algorithm, algorithms I got going on for uh, for um, publicity for your episodes, the things that help us the most are comments, likes, and subscriptions. So if you can just do one, two, or all three of those, like it would help us out tremendously. Oh, yeah. We're really trying to reach that 100 subscriber mark on YouTube because it's going to open up some features to us to help us produce a better show. Yeah, hopefully by the time you're listening to this bump, uh, we've already made that mark. Oh, so that'd, that'd be awesome. That'd be great. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> um, also, uh, if you could do the same on iTunes, uh, leave us a review, positive or negative. Um, the the feedback really helps the show. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Um, I think that's all we got. Are yeah. we shouting out at anybody else? Hey, uh, shout out to Sam again. Thanks, Sam. Oh, we yeah. really appreciate you listening, man. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Thanks, Sam. Thanks for listening. Um, and with that, I think uh, we're back to the show. Yeah, let's get back to it. All right. So uh, you're going to receive um, a... A spell-like ability for all your domains, and the trickster gets the blessing of the trickster. So starting when you choose this domain at first level, you can use your action to touch a willing creature other than yourself and give it advantage on dexterity stealth checks. This blessing lasts for an hour or until you use this feature again. Damn, that's useful. So you're good at, like, uh, again, subterfuge. You're good at uh, uh, trickery and, and, and... do you, um, want to sneak up on a, do you want to sneak up on an enemy? Yeah, exactly. Or you, good. Maybe you want to give your rogue stealth to go scout ahead. Yep. Um, Just give and, them that extra. Like, that basically would guarantee a, a rogue, uh, like, their stealth checks. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Well, they get a plus seven at the beginning of the game. Yeah, yeah I know. Gosh, you're going to stealth everything. <laughs> um, and again, this this feeds into the whole cleric thing of, as a, as a support character, like a bard um, or the cleric, um, you're going to be really good at making everyone else look really good. Yeah. And in a way, that makes you look really good. Yeah. So clerics are a lot of fun. Um, so in this game, you get what are called, uh, if, if you're one of the divine classes, you get uh, ability, a feature called channel divinities, which are a channel divinity is like a holy invocation that you can do um, every short rest. Okay. Um, and all clerics get the turn undead one at level two. Turn Undead, what's that? Turn Undead is basically, uh, it's a channel divinity that you can cast, and I don't think it does damage in 5th edition. Let me just look up. I know it makes all things undead have to flee. Like, you can turn undead. They have to run away. Um, I don't think it does, it used to do damage. Um, 
They see each undead that can see or hear you within 30 feet must make a wisdom saving throw, which is going to be garbage because they're undead. If the creature <laughs> fails at saving throw, it is turned for one minute and or until it takes damage. So it just for it basically it's like fear, but without the tagline fear. That's cool. If Makes you're outnumbered, you can get away. Yeah, absolutely. It was uh, in fourth edition. It was kind of cool because it would also do like some radiant damage. It's pretty badass. Oh, yeah. But each domain is going to give you a specialized domain channel divinity. Okay. And trickery gives you invoke duplicity. So as an action, you can create a perfect illusion of yourself that lasts for one minute or until you lose your concentration. The illusion appears in unoccupied space that you can see within 30 feet of you. As a bonus action, on your turn, you can move the illusion up to 30 feet to a space you can see, but it must remain within 120 feet of you. For the duration, you can cast spells through as though you were in the illusion space, but you must use your own senses. Additionally, when you both... When both you or your illusion are within five feet of a creature that can see the illusion, you have an advantage on attack rolls against the creature, given how distracting the illusion is to the target. Sick. So you can create just like a mirror image of yourself. That's really And cool. even cast through it. So like, um, let's go over what makes uh, people break their concentration, because there's a lot of concentration-based spells. Yeah. Um, so if you take damage, that's probably If you take make damage, you... you have to make a constitution saving throw. Um, I forget. I think the number you have to hit is just 10. Okay. Could be wrong there. We'll look it up. All right. But um, if you fail the throw, uh, you lose concentration and the spell stops. Okay. So um, is there anything else? Like obviously, some real world things that make you lose concentration. Get getting hit. Uh, yeah. That would probably you know obviously you have to throw like you said. Um, what else though? Somebody's like screaming at you, like an enemy, uh, maybe comes into the fight you weren't expecting and you're distracted or like mm. maybe a, a big loud noise, an explosion. It'd have to be like an explosion or something before I make them roll a saving throw to break their concentration. Is there anything else? That- um, there's nothing else that I could think of that would break your concentration, but while you are undergoing concentration, you cannot cast any other spells that require it. And I think that's basically it. You can't really concentrate yeah. on two things at once. Yeah. Like, that kind of doesn't make sense. Yeah. I mean, if something like hits you and knocks you prone, yeah, I'm going to make you save for concentration, even though you didn't take damage. You know? Okay. Stuff like that. You yeah. Know? Um, so, yeah, uh, you can create a you can create a double for yourself if you go to the trickery domain at Pretty level cool. two. And uh, since we got so many domains to cover, I'm actually just going to stop there. But you can do stuff uh, later on, like uh, Cloak of Shadows, which allows you to become invisible, and uh, you'll get some other stuff. I, like level eight, you get a divine strike, which you gain the ability to infuse your weapon strikes with poison, a gift from your deity, Man, that's and cool. do extra poison damage at level eight. And uh, yeah, so generally the trickery domain is really just underhanded, and you can play that evilly or you can play that for the side of good. It really just depends on you. Yeah, you're you're more roguey, it sounds like. Yeah, yeah. But you're not doing rogue stuff. You're doing, like, magic-based Yeah, exactly. And you kind of find that when it comes to the domains. Like, each domain kind of pushes you towards a different class. Okay. Like, the war domain kind of pushes you more towards fighter or or paladin. Right. While the uh, nature domain kind of pushes you kind of towards a druid. Let's get into the war domain real quick. Okay, war domain. That's a, a very popular domain. And... Uh, the first thing it does is it gives you proficiency with martial weapons and heavy armor. Nice. Which, at that point, you have all the proficiency the fighter or paladin does. So you're carrying that so, bastard sword or whatever? Yeah, you're going to be carrying, like, probably a, a great a great hammer or something, and you're going to, or maybe just, like, a shield a shield and battle axe, and uh, you'll be in heavy armor, chain mail or something. Okay. And you're going to have high AC, and you're going to be able to get in there and go toe-to-toe and tank Sounds some like stuff. Sounds like a good uh, character, like, if you want to run a dwarf like that. 
Yeah, Sounds dwarves fun. make great war priests. Absolutely, yeah. it's it's pretty tropish that dwarves make great clerics because they're already very lawful and very religious into their own deities. And constituted like, well, and yeah, they're constituted well. They make great war clerics. Um, the domain spells you're going to get are things like divine favor or shield of faith, things to help uh, you in battle. Uh, magic weapons, spiritual weapon, crusaders mantle, spirit guardians, all. Very, very uh, useful in a fight. These are spirit things that are going to protect you, give you more damage output, and stuff like that. What's a spirit guardian? Um, a spirit guardian is going to be like something that you can summon that I believe will make an attack on creatures. Oh, for like you. an animal or like a. It could be. It could be whatever you want. I think Merle in the Immature Zone summons Delarice. Oh, so, shit. That's <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. So, so there it is. Touch like, an angel. You know, you can flavor it however you want, but it does stuff. It does like uh, battle combat stuff for I you. I do like Merle as a like a cleric it's, yeah it's he's, pretty funny he's hilarious um so at level one you gain the war priest feature your god delivers bolts of inspiration to you while you are engaged in battle when you use the attack action you can make one weapon attack as a bonus action uh you can use this feature a number of times equal to your wisdom modifier you regain, regain all expended uses when you finish a long rest nice so like it's if you have a, a giant weapon in your hands like that's an, a bonus action to hit again Pretty good. That's really good. And if you have a decent wisdom, you can do that three times a day. Uh, okay, let me clarify. I want to clarify something. If I uh, if I make if I'm taking actions during my turn, I get one bonus action. That's it, right? Like, I yeah, can't you take only multiple get, bonus actions. No, you get one bonus action. Per Same turn. thing with reactions, right? Like one per reaction turn, per like round. One. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Cool. Just checking. Yeah. Yeah. You got it. Um, and then the channel divinity you're going to get from this at level two is uh, called guided strike. So starting at second level, you can strike with supernatural accuracy. When I like you, it. Yeah, when you, when you make an attack roll, you can use your channel divinity to gain a plus 10 bonus to the roll. You make this choice after you see the roll, but before the DM says whether the attack hits or misses. Can we do that bit again? Yeah, you, you basically... Okay, so Guided Strike basically gives you, uh, you can do it once per short rest, a plus 10 to your attack roll. Holy crap. It's almost a guaranteed hit. Yeah. Like outside of a flub. So Holy shit. Yeah. If you uh if you're fighting something in heavy armor that's you know at this point probably is eighteen or nineteen AC and you roll like uh four. Yeah, you can get it. And you have a plus six to hit that only puts you at a ten. But you can use this, bam, now it's a 20 and you've hit. And you get that after the fact. So, like, you can mm-hmm. decide, like, oh, that's not going to hit. Mm-hmm. Better use my guided strike right now. Exactly. That's sweet. It's really good. Wow. Um, especially in the, in those moments where you really need this to hit. Now. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, uh, so yeah, yeah. There are plenty of those. Guided strike. So, yeah, as a war, as a war cleric, you're going to specialize in fighting. Cool. Um, and you're going to do it pretty well. Maybe not as well as a fighter, but hey, you get all those awesome healing spells and support spells yeah, on top of it. You know what I mean? All the buffs. So, yeah, it's really good. Healing, man. Everybody needs a healer. Yeah. Yeah. It's well, handy. Do they? Does everybody need a healer? I don't know. I don't know, Brad. Uh, we're going <laughs> to test that out because <laughs> we don't have one for the new game. Oh, that's true. We do not. So I'm going to tackle that you, one. <laughs> yeah. And you, there was a while there for the ga- the ongoing game we're playing where you guys didn't have one. All right, what uh, what domain are we getting into next? So next we are going to talk about the Tempest domain, which is uh, the Storm domain. It sounds threatening. Yes, and it is. It is very threatening. It's actually uh, very much similar to the War domain. It's very, very uh, focused on killing things. So Tempest, um, uh, you said the Storm? Yeah, Storm. So is that like weather-based? Yeah, kind of. Cool. It's very, very Thor-esque from oh, Marvel nice. Comics. Um, 
It um it's basically the war domain with a nice lightning motif to go along with it. Hey, cool. And uh as such, uh you get uh the bonus proficiencies that the war domain gets uh in all martial weapons and heavy armor. Cool. What do you know? Um but you get an awesome feature called Wrath of the Storm at level one. You can thunderously rebuke attackers. When a creature within five feet of you that you can see hits you with an attack, you can use your reaction to cause the creature to make a dexterity saving throw. The creature takes 2d8 lightning or thunder damage, your choice, on a failed saving throw and half as much on a successful one. You can use this feature a number of times equal to your wisdom modifier. Holy crap. I don't know about you, but uh, 2d8 at level one, three times a day, that's nice. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And just a punishment for even deigning and daring to attack you. Yeah, Rebuke the hell out of somebody. Yeah, exactly. Is there a difference between uh, lightning and thunder? Um, Yes, there is, actually. I know that's a little weird. (laughs) Thunder, uh, think about it like the force or sound wave. Yes, yes. Uh, Lightning is literally literally the electricity. Okay, so it's, it's just like actual science. Yeah. Okay. There we go. Okay. Like, like, like real life. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Very much cool. So. Um, and I don't know if I've ever told you this, but lightning is like my favorite fucking element ever. It's oh, cool as shit. It's oh, why yeah, you like the storm genasi, huh? Yeah, I love the storm genasi. Uh, blue dragons are my favorite. They breathe lightning out of their faces. Cool. Um, yeah, uh, I love lightning. It's yeah. fun. Glader's breathing my, that lightning out of his face. My favorite sorcerer is a storm sorcerer. So cool. It goes on. And probably my favorite cleric is the tempest cleric. Sano the stormblade. <laughs> I remember. Oh yeah, stormblade. Yeah. That's like my handle on fucking everything. Um, okay. So uh, uh, to move this along, you get uh, at level two, your channel divinity for the storm or uh, tempest path is called destructive wrath. Um, Using your channel divinity, you can use it to wield the power of the storm with unchecked ferocity. When you roll lightning or thunder damage, you can use your channel divinity to deal maximum damage instead of rolling. And you do that once a short rest. It's really nice. That money. Yeah, a lot of a lot of thundering, a lot of bolting. It's gonna be awesome. A lot of maxing out. Um, That's good. And and as is appropriate, the domain spells for this uh, domain are things like fog cloud or thunder wave, gust of wind, shatter, call lightning, sleet storm, control water, ice storm. That sounds amazing. Yeah, it's really fucking cool. Sick, sick flavor uh, on that. You, okay. you worship the god of the skies. Okay. Um, so after that, we are going to get into the nature domain, which is an interesting one because it really pushes you more towards being a druid, which is interesting because you could just be a druid, but maybe you don't want to be. Maybe you want to be... Do druids heal? Druids do heal. Do they heal big, like a cleric? No, well, nothing heals like the cleric can heal, and the that's appropriate. Like mask your wounds and stuff, right? Yeah, and the druid gets stuff like that too. Okay, but druid, I would say the druid is probably the second best healer in the game. Question right. mark. I, I'm not sure on that. Like, I, if I had a bet, I would bet the druid can do it second best. Okay. Um, but yeah, no, nothing's going to be able to heal like a cleric, especially not a life cleric. Right. Okay. And that's what they do. But um, the nature domain is basically you're going to be. Probably a worshiper of uh, a nature deity of some sort, whether that be a, a beast deity or a forest deity, or, right? Or maybe even uh, maybe you worship like some sort of fae deity, or like Poseidon, like the ocean. Yeah, well, then you're getting into tempest territory. Oh, okay. But but yeah, it could go it could go the nature way because Poseidon <laughs> should probably have domain over both uh, tempest and nature. I mean, that makes sense to me. Yeah. And you're just going you're just choosing one of his three aspects, so why not? Cool. Um, so some of the nature domain spells are going to be things like animal friendship, speak with animals, bark skin, spike growth, plant growth, wind wall, dominate beast, grasping vine, stuff Ooh, like dominate that. Dominate beast. That's yes. pretty cool. Yeah, that's that, a higher you make, level spell. You make animals do your bid, your, do your bidding at yeah. that point, right? Yeah. Um, and that's a seventh level spell, so that's that's pretty that's high a big up there. One. Yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, you, your Aquaman. 
You fucking um, command the sharks. Yeah. <laughs> you you gain a cantrip, actually, with this one called Acolyte of Nature, and it, you basically gain proficiency with one of the... You gain... Acolyte of okay. Nature. Acolyte of Nature gives you... You learn one druid cantrip of your choice. See what I mean? You're yeah, kinda, yeah. You're kind of, like, leaning towards druid. Well, um, the tricky thing kind of pushes more toward, like, a rogue exactly. feel. So, like, yeah, this, yeah. this is what the It makes sense. About. Exactly. Um, and then you also gain proficiency in one of the following tools of your choice, animal handling, nature, or survival. Cool. Animal um, handling is as proven very useful. Yeah. You also gain proficiency in heavy armor for some reason. I don't know why, but there it is. Okay. Yeah, why not? Fuck it. Uh, and then at level two, you get a channel divinity called Charm Animals and Plants. I think Merle does this in like the third season of The Adventure Zone. Okay. Um as an action, you present your holy symbol and invoke the name of your deity. Each beast or plant creature that can see you within 30 feet must make a wisdom saving throw. If the creature fails the saving throw, it is charmed by you for one minute or until it takes damage. Nice. While it is charmed by you, it is friendly to you and other creatures you designate. Okay. So you're a plantomancer. I like it. Or a nature mancer. <laughs> uh, moving on. Uh, the light domain. Now, this is a pretty classic cleric one. This is... Like the laser beam cleric, if you will. You're going to be doing a lot of <laughs> radiant lasers and, and explosions. And uh, there's going to be some fire also involved because okay. fire is a source of light. Cool. Um, and generally, as a light domain cleric, you're going to be serving like really zealous, good, lawful, uh, justice-like deities, yeah, uh, generally okay. speaking. Like, it really depends on your campaign. Uh, some of the domain spells you're getting from that are like burning hands and fairy fire. Flaming Sphere, Scorching Ray, Daylight, Fireball, Guardian of Faith, Wall of Fire. Blow shit up. Yes, blow Superman. shit up. Superman blow style. it all up. Light it on fire. <laughs> it's better that way. Yeah. Uh, you're going to get a bonus cantrip. Uh, what do you know? It's the light cantrip. Cool. And uh, here's here's where some of the blinding stuff comes into play. At level one, you get the feature called Warding Flare, which you can interpose divine light between yourself and an attacking enemy. When you are attacked by a creature within 30 feet of you that you can see, you can use your reaction to impose disadvantage on the attack roll, causing a light to flare before the attacker before it hits or misses. An attacker that can't be blinded is immune to this feature. All right. You can use this feature a number of times equal to your wisdom modifier. What uh, what kind of stuff can't be blinded? Um, Things with blind sight, things that don't have eyes in the first place. Oh, yeah, that makes yeah, sense. So, yeah. Like a slime. Uh, or a purple worm, I believe. They don't have yeah, eyes. Yeah, they don't have eyes. Yeah, so. Yeah, there, there's stuff out there. Worm. Yeah. Um, and then your channel divinity at level two is called Radiance of the Dawn. You can harness sunlight, banishing darkness, and dealing radiant damage to your foes. As an action, you present your holy symbol, and any magical darkness within 30 feet of you is dispelled. Additionally, each hostile creature within 30 feet of you must make a constitution saving throw. Creature takes radiant damage equal to 2d10 plus your cleric level on a filled saving throw and have as much damage on a successful one. Okay, that's pretty good. So, yeah, that's yeah, absolutely. Uh, do you need does it need to be daytime to do that? No, the, the light's like, coming from your holy symbol. Oh, cuz it says yeah. you're harnessing the the power of sunlight. So it's just like coming sunlight out. Sunlight comes out of your holy Fuck symbol, yeah. yeah. <laughs> there it is. Pretty sweet. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Your god is like I I saved I I stored this up for you. Yeah. Take it, my child. Indeed. <laughs> um then there's the life domain, which is really classic cleric. We're talking like the healing, the healer life. of healers. Yeah. yeah. Like you are preserving uh, <laughs> life and rebuking yeah. undeath. Your thing is keeping things living. Yeah. And as such, your domain spells are going to be bless, cure wounds, lesser restoration, spiritual weapon, beacon of hope, revivify, death wand, or death ward, not death wand. That, that's a little weird. Death ward and guardian of faith. Cool. You're going to get proficiency in heavy armor with this one, too. You gain the Disciple of Life feature 
which all your healing spells are more effective when you use a spell of first level or higher to restore hit points to a creature. The creature regains additional hit points equal to two plus the spell's level. So you're just that much better at healing. Pretty good. Um, there, that's your scheme. Then. Yeah. And there's nothing, there's literally nothing you could probably put together as a character that can heal better than a life cleric. It's just not possible. So all of these domains, I mean, like you're a cleric, so let's talk about the healing aspect of mm-hmm. that, like overall. Yeah. All of these guys are going to be healing, right? Yeah, you're going to have access to healing spells. Like, like What are the like, popular ones? Uh, cure wounds, uh, healing word. Um, those are like the lower level ones that you'll get first access to. Okay. And how much does that generally heal? Like what kind of die? Uh, I think the healing words like barely like a D four, okay. but you can do it as a bonus action. Oh, that's sick. Or like cure wounds is a full action. It's something like two D eight. And of course those all go up depending on the level of spell slot that you use okay. to cast it. So are those all verbal? Is that um, like a... I'm, I'm probably, okay. I don't know. I'd have to go look throughout the whole spell thing, Yeah, but uh, probably they're probably verbal. Cool. Yeah. Most spells are at the very least verbal. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um. So yeah, and then uh, you get the channel divinity preserve life at level two as an action. You present your holy symbol and invoke healing energy that can restore a number number of hit points equal to five times your cleric level. Choose any creatures within thirty feet of you and divide those hit points amongst them. This feature can restore a creature to more than, no more than half of its hit point maximum. So that's a nice like. In the bag, if everyone's starting to go down, you just yeah. pop that off. You can uh, hang on, finish the fight. Yeah, absolutely. And we are finally at the last domain here. And this one kind of pushes the cleric to a more almost wizardy kind of aspect. It's, okay. it's the knowledge domain. Your your religion's going to be all about like lore and maybe the preservation of lore and the uncovering of lore. Uh, very much the way Thanet kind of runs his character, where he okay. serves a god of knowledge. And... Um, you're going to get spells like Command and Identify, Augury, Suggestion, Non-Detection, Speak with Dead, Arcane Eye, and Confusion. Um, very cerebral kind of spells yeah, that mess yeah. with the mind. Uh, you're going to gain Blessings of Knowledge, which you learn two extra languages. And you also become proficient in your choice of two of the following skills, Arcana, History, Nature, and Religion. All okay. brainy skills. Yeah. Uh, your proficiency bonus is doubled for any ability check you make that uses either of these skills. Again, just you're That's super really you're super smart. Yeah. Um channel divinity at level two called Knowledge of the Ages. You can use your channel divinity to tap into a divine well of knowledge. As an action, you choose one skill or tool for ten minutes you have proficiency with the chosen skill or tool. So like you just always have an extra skill or tool Damn. in the bag. Yeah. That's really good. Yeah, you're just good at knowing things or learning things or understanding things. Let me just temporarily know the shit so yeah, I can do it real quick. Absolutely. <laughs> so the brainy cleric, if you will. That's cool. Um, I think a lot of people are scared of li- like I've heard a lot of people um, voice their insecurities about like living up to like a character that they're role playing that's a lot more charismatic than them mm-hmm. or a lot smarter than they are, but they want to role play this thing. Do you have any suggestions for people? Um, just just do it. Just dive into it. Do your best, and uh, you will grow accustomed to rolling the character. You'll you'll you won't learn how to do it until you do it. And as yeah. long as you've got a good DM and group that's supportive, like, you'll all make it work together. And uh, Cleric seems good for if you're having trouble role-playing. It gives you, it does, you mentioned it earlier, it gives you a lot of guidance on yeah. what, on how to be, on mm-hmm. how to exactly. exist. And, like, you can't really fall out of that uh, and change it up in the middle of your quest or whatever, because if you do, you will be powerless. Exactly, exactly. It just gives you a nice uh, little outline to kind of, a little template to plant yourself in. Yeah, Cleric sounds great for uh, learning to role-play. 
Sounds, yeah, sounds yeah, cool. I would I would say so. It's not a bad first class. Yeah, um, it's got a little bit more bots and bots bits and bobs to uh, to mess with as a new player than yeah, say yeah. a fighter. But I don't think it's overwhelming in any way. Yeah, maybe you want that fighter aspect, but you you know you, you want to heal or you want to be you know you want to worship a god. And, you know, it's it's cool. It's not for everybody, but it, uh, nothing's for everybody. So yeah, um, yeah, definitely cool. Do yeah. you want to roll out one of these clerics? I think you should because you have minimal experience with the cleric, and I'd like to see what someone who's never done a cleric creates tempest it is okay tempest hell yeah tempest is dope as shit okay so we're getting into this uh today we're gonna be rolling the cleric um i've decided to go with a genasi and it's gonna be of the water element hell yeah um so what do you get as a water genasi real quick list it off uh let's see i get to breathe air and water which is dope i get a swim speed of 30 feet which is amazing yeah uh I get acid resistance, uh, so I resist any kind of like that's poison, right? It's or a like, it's a damage typing. No, it poisons oh, ac- a, poisons different. its own damage typing. Okay, so yeah, acid like, its own. Okay, yeah. got it. And then I get the shape water cantrip, which is like basically what it says. I get yeah. to shape uh, like some water. I could do ice too, right? Um, probably not. Probably not. Ice probably is not. a different uh, um, kind of. It, it probably specifies. Um, we'd have to look it up. Okay. But I just, I have a feeling that no, you wouldn't be able to shape ice. Okay. Sounds cool. Um, and I get to speak primordial. Yep. There you go. Language Uh, of the elements. Um, all right. So, uh, you are going to, let me see here. Um, you're going to get saving throws and wisdom and charisma. So go ahead and mark those down. Okay. You get to choose two skills, um, from this list, history, insight, medicine, persuasion, or religion. Any of those call out to you? History, insight, medicine, persuasion, and religion. Uh, definitely gonna go with religion. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. Um, let's go with persuasion. Okay, sounds good. It'll be more of a. He'll be more of a uh, the missionary style, like preacher kind of like. Okay. I want you to join. Oh yeah, okay. So persuasion would kind of fit into that. Absolutely. Um, so because you've already decided you're going to go the tempest path, that means you're going to have heavy armor proficiencies and all military weapons. So cool. what, what kind of weapons do you want this guy walking around with? Ooh, um, ooh I like the flail. That sounded okay. really cool. Yeah, go with a flail. Yeah, flail. Flail and shield. On the other hand, yeah. Okay. Hell yeah. Um, That's badass. I'll have like a. I don't know, what kind of materials for shield do you think, like, a water genasi would have? That'd like be a, cool if you had, like, reinforced, like, turtle shell shield. Yeah, a big that'd turtle shell, like, a big-ass yeah. piece of coral or something that'd be, like that. That'd be dope. I like that. Cool. Or a turtle shell with coral all over. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, uh, like, a big turtle shell seal. Something animal-like. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's cool. I like that. That's dope. All, all right, right. So, uh, I'll have a flail. i write that here in my weapon. Um, What's the attack bonus for flails? Do you know it off the top of your head? Uh well there's no you don't get attack bonuses based off your weapons. Oh my bad. Yeah, okay, yeah you, it's going to be your stat. proficiency bonus. Yeah, 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 I forgot. Okay. Um, let me see if there's anything else you need to be writing down before we roll, roll your ability scores. Um, it's flail bludgeoning. Um, yes, okay. yes it is. Let's see, you're going to get. Gosh damn it! Where is it? Uh, the Wrath of the Storm feature, which is that that one where if someone attacks you, you can like basically strike them with lightning. You nice. can do it equal to your Wisdom mod in a day, so you get that. And then we're gonna have to pick some spells out for you, but we might as well just roll the ability scores at this point. Yep. Okay. All right. Okay. 
Yeah, we rolled one four. That was the most crazy roll I've ever done. Okay, let's see here. I'm gonna do some math for you. So we got a 13. Oh my god, we have a 9. We have a 16. We have a 17. We have an 8. Damn, you have two negative scores. You have a. Yeah, maybe he's a fucking 11. idiot. Yeah, he's just really stupid. <laughs> <laughs> like he knows what he knows, and God is good or whatever. On all, in all honesty, I like this. It's you're well rounded. You're really good at like a couple things, uh, mediocre at a couple things, and really bad at a couple things. That's, okay, that's not half bad. So okay, so uh, you want to start with your highest numbers? Yeah. Or you want um, me to just list off what you got? Yeah, give me what I got. All right, from from top to bottom, you got a seventeen, a fourteen, a thirteen, an eleven. A nine and an eight. <laughs> oh, right. Okay. <laughs> pretty so, balanced, though. Yeah, yeah. It's not too shabby. I actually like the spread. I think it's pretty cool. Okay. So, uh, obviously, wisdom and constitution are going to be uh, the higher stats. Yeah. Um, my intelligence will probably be the lower stat. Give me the lowest stat, an eight, right? For Carl? Um, eight. Or for yeah. intelligence? Eight. Yeah. I'll go ahead and put that in my intelligence. He's going to be kind of. dummy. Kind of stupid. Yeah. All right. But it so doesn't matter because he knows the rules of his his god where or you her put, god. Where are you putting that nine? You don't roll a female character for this one. Maybe uh, dexterity. You don't need to be dexterous. You're in heavy armor. And yeah. Stuff. Let's do the next thing for dexterity. Oof. Nine. Nine. Okay. Oh, man. Nine. So dex. nasty. Bad. Okay. So now you got nothing but positive stuff. All right. Um. Here's the thing. You got a balance between your con, your strength, and your wisdom. Well, I get a plus one to wisdom, right? So, you do. Uh, let me put that 17 there to right. so make it an 18. There you go. For wisdom. Yep. So very stupid, but very yeah. wise. I would almost definitely put that 14 into strength then. Okay. Because otherwise you'll have a 13 strength and be garbage. Okay. Yeah. 14 strength. Um, I get a plus two to con. Uh, plus two to con, so you can put that 13 there, I guess. Or make it a 15. Yeah, or an 11 and oh, make it a 13. Oh, odd numbers. Yeah. Okay, so I'll take the 13 in con, yeah. so make it a 15. Yeah. All right. And then charisma. What am I left with? The eleven. Uh, eleven. Okay. Uh, yeah, is what it is. <laughs> it's just, so. Okay. Uh, so <laughs> that is a weird spread. Yeah, it's it's pretty bizarre, but I like it. I think it's cool. Okay. All right. So let's um, let's go to uh, spells. That's really all that's left. Um, you're you're wielding a flail. You got halfway decent stats across the board. You got some cool lightning shits. So let's talk spells. You're going to be able shield. to pick three. Yeah, you got the shield. You're going to be able to pick three cantrips. I'm going to just list them off to you, and I will tell you what they do if you want to know more. Let me see here. Cleric, 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 cleric. Oh, all right, here we go. Cleric cantrips. Guidance, light, mending, resistance, sacred flame, spare the dying, thaumaturgy. Uh, resistance and spare the dying. Can you explain uh, resistance to me just real quick? Uh, well, there's resistance the mechanic, but there's also resistance the cantrip. So yeah, let's the look cantrip. it up. Let's look it up. It's back here. God damn it! So many pages. Definitely so many spare, spare the dying. All though. the spells. Um. All right, resistance. You touch one willing creature once before the spell ends. The target can roll a d4 and add the number rolled to one saving throw of its choice. Ooh. So helps boost saving throws. Yeah, let's do that. Okay, resistance. resistance. Spare the dying uh, basically means um, I think you just uh, automatically stabilize. Yeah, if somebody goes down. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so that's two. You get one more. Oh, can you read them off to me again? Uh, Let's see. We got light, mending, sacred flame, and thaumaturgy. Uh, What's mending? Is that like repairing stuff? Yeah, it's uh, like repairing objects. And not people? No, not people. Okay, yeah. Let's do that. You sure? Yeah. Okay, you fix shit. 
Yeah, I, I have a an idea for like who this person is a little bit. Oh, and, okay. Like in the in the world I'm gonna make. So. Oh hell yeah. Yeah. All right. I so like that... picking the spells first and stuff like that because it helps me like get an idea of like who this person is based right. off of what they do. Yeah, that makes total sense. So at level at level one, you're gonna get two first level spells, and I'm gonna go ahead and list those off to you. Okay. You're gonna get uh here here are your options. Okay, so. Let me okay. Let me rephrase this. As a cleric, it's not like a wizard, where the wizard has spells that he knows uh-huh. and that prepares from that list. As a cleric, you get access to your entire spell list, and you get to prepare X amount a day. Which I'll actually read that off right now. Let me okay. see here. Uh, preparing guessing spells. Blah 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 blah. Um, you can choose a number of cleric spells equal to your wisdom mod plus your cleric level per day. So in this case, what's your wisdom mod four? Yeah. So four plus your level, so you can you can prepare up to five a day. Cool. Um, but you only have two first level slots that you can use in a day. Right. So, so you, you have, have an option five, five options. Mm-hmm. You get to pick yeah. two of them per day. Um. So what we'll do is you'll choose five spells that in general you'll do to probably have prepared every day. Okay. That you might change up in a specific scenario, but for like the everyday, you got these five ready to go. Right. Obviously, uh, a couple healing spells and then some flavor spells. Yeah. 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 So uh, we're gonna choose five. Okay. Uh, you have bane, bless, command. Um. Create or destroy water, cure wounds, detect evil and good, detect magic, detect poison and disease, guiding bolt, healing word, inflict wounds, protection from good from evil and good, purify food and drink, sanctuary, and shield of faith. Create or destroy water. That makes out. sense yeah. because you're Tempest, so I would definitely write that one down. Okay. Uh, destroy water, and then... Um... Probably cure wounds. Yeah, let's you're go gonna with need cure that. wounds. Yeah. Um... Uh, there were a lot of those, so... Um, Bane, Bless, Command... What's Bane? Uh, I think Bane makes things fear you, but let's find out. What does Bane do? Up to three creatures of your choice that you can see within range must make a charisma saving throw. Whenever a target fails, fails the saving throw, makes an attack roll or saving throw before the spell ends, the target must roll a d4 and subtract the number rolled from the attack roll or saving throw. So you're make, you're debuffing them. Cool. You're um, subtracting from their ability to attack and saving throw. Let's go with that one. Okay. Bane, Bane sounds pretty cool. I know that bless is the opposite of Bane, where it's buffing your guys. And if you bless them, they get to add a D4 to their stuff. Oh, man, you can really tip the fight like that, huh? Mm-hmm. You're Bane and bless, yeah. Uh, I don't think I'm going to take bless. I'm going to okay. go with Bane. Shield of Faith will keep you protected in a fight. Yeah, let's go with yeah, Shield of Faith. adds plus to your AC. I can do that to anybody, right? You, you, you can do it to anybody. Yeah. All right, Shield of Faith it is. And then I get uh, one more. All right, one more. Um, Inflict Wounds? That's pretty brutal. Oh, it's an attack spell. I, you're obviously inflicting some wounds. Yeah, uh, what's I, the I think it's usually that? flavored like uh, an invisible force of, of some sort just starts fucking cutting them up. Like, they can't see what's happening, but, like, wounds just start opening up all over them. Cool. Uh, that's scary. Yeah, um, it's pretty It's pretty what, dark. What else do I... What, what are my other um, options? Again? For damage, pretty much nothing. <laughs> oh, well, what else do I got going um, on? Let me see. Command is nice, where you can force somebody to... Basically, you they have to make a saving throw, and you issue them a one-word command, and they have to obey if they fail. That one. Okay, command is okay. a good one. Yeah. D'Artagnan is going to have command at level two, I guarantee it. I can't wait. Yeah. That um, sounds cool because this person is going to be kind of dumb. So, like, they're going to be compensating for stuff by, like, with their spells, basically. 
Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Their shortcomings are going to be um, rebalanced by, like, I might not be able to persuade somebody, but I can command them to do shit through my god. That's true, but it's it's a temporary command, but still, it'll it'll work out. I'm sure there are some really good uses for it. And yeah, there's your level one cleric. Uh, you got the Tempest Domain, you got, um, oh yeah, uh, as a Tempest Domain, you get a couple spells that are always prepped to add on to your five. Nice. Fog Cloud and Thunder Wave. So there's your damage one, Thunder Wave. So there you go, you got a couple Thunder Powers there, and uh, yeah. Thunder Wave. Um, do I get any other proficiencies as a Genasi? Uh, not as a Genasi, but you do need to choose a background. Yeah, okay. Where does this guy come from? Is he a soldier? Uh, a sailor? More of like the town, uh, you know, he's like in the church. Um, okay. Like, basically, I, I picture him like just kind of spreading the word within the nation of, I haven't picked a, a god yet either, but like, I don't know what Well, to, it'd be some sort of storm based deity. based off the campaign too, huh? Yeah. So uh, it'd be, yeah, it would have to be one of your deities. So yeah. Some sort of storm deity. We'll figure that out. It'll be like that. Yeah. So, um, cause that's so, so maybe some Poseidon like God. Yeah, I feel bad because it, um, it's that's well, really acolyte is a religious background. Yeah, let's do that. Okay, uh, you gain proficiencies and in insight in religion and Ooh. two extra languages. So if I already picked religion, I, would, I should pick another one. You huh? should pick another one from the cleric. Uh, what, name what it did was I get like again? history. Um, well, I'll I'll take religion for this one. Yeah, history. Um, um, I'm definitely. Take an insight, That's medicine, and you already took persuasion. Okay, I'll take uh, I'll take medicine over religion. You only get that. you actually look. You only got two choices. It's and you you got history and medicine because yeah, medicine. you already have persuasion and religion and insight from your backgrounds. And right, stuff. right. So you have history, and medicine. Okay, so uh, I'll be um, I'm taking insight, medicine, uh, persuasion, and religion. There you go. Um, you get two extra languages. Ooh, oh. Oh, uh, to help better spread the word. Yeah. <laughs> oh, what is Elven, good? dwarven, gnomish, halfling, um, giant, orcish, infernal, celestial. Um, oh shit! Uh, elvish, definitely. Yeah. Or elven. Do whatever. We, whatever you want, we man. Flip back and forth. I ain't calling it <laughs> elvish, but yeah, I feel you. Okay. Uh, oh damn. Okay. Uh, elven. Shit. Well, where they're going to be in my world is kind of near some dwarves, so dwarvish it is. There it is. Alrighty. And then Dwarven, you gain the feature Shelter of the Faithful, okay, which uh, basically says you command the respect of those who share your faith and can perform the religious ceremonies of your deity. Um, you also have ties to a specific temple dedicated to your chosen deity, and you, ha- and you have a residence there. Um Furthermore, people who uh, worship your deity will be more inclined to give you, like, food and lodging cool, on yeah. your adventure. Awesome. And there you go. You have built yourself a Genasi Tempest cleric. What are you going to name this person? And is it a male or female? Uh, it's going to be male. Okay. And, uh, what's it? Okay, so for the name, uh, it came up with Corbin of the Reef. Nice. I uh, like it. Yeah, he's going to be, uh... 
live under the water and when he when he comes up when he surfaces uh the the people are like oh this asshole's back yeah. it's funny but, i don't know when you said the reef i, I instantly thought of the great barrier reef yeah and yeah. i just thought what if this dude had an australian accent <laughs> like a nazi accent <laughs> oh maybe he will yeah um, that'd be dope as shit that'd be hilarious heard, as fuck though you'll have heard it by now whatever oh we yeah come that's up with true for it because uh true. it's going at the beginning of the episode so uh Thanks for listening to the special intro. We hope you like it. We'll probably promo it and everything. Yes, so. definitely. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, we'll see if Joe, how Jake sounds with an Australian <laughs> we'll, accent because we'll I think he did agree to this. Yeah, I think that'll it'll probably be terrible. But let's hear it. Yeah. <laughs> um. All right, guys. Again, thanks for listening. And uh, yeah. Yeah, that's it. That's we'll talk to you later. Bye. Woo. By his divine golden light bestowed upon me. Damn it. <laughs> By his divine golden light bestowed upon me, I invoke his name and I enforce his will. Damn it. I invoke his name and I enforce his will. Be gone, monster. I abjure you back from the nether realm from whence you came. Would you rather be southern? I don't know. Did I go southern? It's like a cross between Australian. Greetings, adventurers. Today we're excited to introduce you to a new story, Dark Dice a horror podcast that blurs the line between actual play and audio drama, where the story is determined by the roll of the dice. Six adventurers embark on a journey into the ruinous domain of the Nameless God. They will never be the same again. One of the players is not what they seem after a doppelganger, a creature that can assume the form and voice of whatever it kills, infiltrates the team. As the players are picked off and replaced one at a time, can they figure out who the monster is before it's too late? Can you? Here's a quick example of what our show sounds like. The, uh, shambler with the jar of liquid inside of him. Soren Arkwright let loose an arrow that cracked the glass, passing through the spine of the creature. The shambler still managed to maintain its forward momentum, but stumbled as it eagerly tried to bite and swipe at Soren, landing near his feet. As Jeff Goldblum has now joined our cast, Dark Dice is available however you listen to podcasts.